With WXPR News, I'm John Burton reporting. While the Oneida County Board discusses the merits of a resolution opposing the Pelican River Forest Project, another local government passed a resolution in support of it. The Pelican River Forest is a 70,000-acre conservation project that would secure easements on land in Oneida, Forest, and Langlade counties for public recreation and timber harvesting. WXPR's Katie Thorson spoke with Sakagan Chippewa Community's Environmental Director on the tribe's interest in this project. While the land the Pelican River Forest would protect if easements are secured doesn't encroach on the Mole Lake Band of Lake Superior Chippewa land in Forest County, it does get close. But more importantly, it would protect natural resources the Sakagan Chippewa community and other Ojibwe tribes have relied on. Tina Van Zyl is the Mole Lake Band's Environmental Director. Our manuman, which is wild rice, you know, there's areas that uh, in in this pelican area that we would hope that, you know, there's some areas where it's been gone, but we would like to restore it. But then there's other areas where it's still in the river system. And wild rice has been a uh, part of our identity for a long, long time. It's in, uh, It stems around... Our migration story is a piece of our migration story that, you know, our people would travel east to where uh, the food grows on water and wild rice is that food. That's a very sacred food for us. The protection of natural resources is just one of the many reasons the tribe supports the Pelican River Forest, as laid out in the resolution it passed in support of the project. The resolution also talks about the project's benefits of combating climate change, supporting the forest products industry, and promoting tourism in the region through the outdoor recreation opportunities that would be available on the land. Uh, One way that we survive up here is on tourism. Many of the businesses that, whether it be small mom and pop locations to, you know, maybe a a bigger restaurant or, I don't know, grocery store or even our casinos, um, we all in this area um, kind of survive financially on tourism, and this area is a big attraction, you know, to hikers and people going, doing trails and snowmobiles and ATV, UTV. The resolution calls for the Wisconsin legislature and the governor to fully support and accept all forms of funding to establish the Pelican River Forest, including funding from the Knowles-Nelson Stewardship Fund. The use of Knowles-Nelson dollars to buy the easements was approved by the Natural Resources Board. It's currently being held up by the legislature's Joint Finance Committee, where anonymous lawmakers objected to it. For WXPR News, I'm Katie Thorson. Court action will go forward against a member of the Newbold Town Board accused of forging signatures on his campaign papers. Online court records show 69-year-old James Taskowitz waived his preliminary hearing this week on felony counts of misconduct in public office and election fraud. A judge ruled there's enough evidence for the case to go forward and scheduled Staskowitz to enter a plea March 27th. The Oneida County Sheriff's Office said in a press release last month that Staskowitz was arrested in connection with his effort to run for re-election. The Sheriff's Office says Staskowitz admitted to having forged signatures. Students got a chance to see how expensive life can be without actually having to pay the bill. The Mad Money event takes place at Rhinelander High School and also involves students from several surrounding districts. It's hard. I was surprised at how much groceries were. So I got a sign with one kid and childcare was super expensive. I didn't think groceries would be that high. 
Students were given a job and had to deal with monthly expenses, learning how to budget, and even given surprise expenses like a police ticket or car repairs, hoping to simulate the unpredictability of life. With their job assignments, they were also given certain amounts of debt to take care of. Staff at the school, like business education instructor Patrick Benny, hoped the simulation could also be serving as a source of motivation for the students. The reality of them seeing that is something that may make some of them decide, you know what, I think I'm going to pursue a different career, or I'm going to do a little bit more work at school so I can get enough you know, post-secondary education to maybe make a little bit more income than my current plan is. Both students and faculty said the simulation was a success, with students adding that they learned a lot about adulting. The story is courtesy of WAOW Television. Wisconsin residents receiving federal food assistance have now seen their final round of emergency aid that was prompted by the pandemic. Hunger fighting groups have tips on how to ease the transition. Mike Moen reports. Additional SNAP benefits offered a bridge to low-income families as they navigated the economic impact of the crisis. Wisconsin was one of 32 states still tapping into extra aid, but the federal government has now ended the temporary support. Matt King of Wisconsin's Hunger Task Force Group says going back to pre-pandemic levels will result in dramatic swings in monthly support. He provides this example for older populations. Seniors will see a drop from $281 down to $23. So that's a really significant decrease. King encourages recipients to review their eligibility factors to make sure they're receiving the maximum level of aid. And he says you have up to a year to spend the benefits you receive. That means that stretching those dollars, especially any leftover funds from the pandemic boost, can help in the months ahead. I'm Mike Moen. A Facebook post quickly led to the identification of a burglary suspect in Langlade County. Yesterday afternoon, the Langlade County Sheriff's Office put up a picture of a person they wanted to identify in connection with a burglary investigation in eastern Langlade County. Also included were photos of an SUV he was believed to be driving. A follow-up post said thanks to shares and help from the public, the suspect was in handcuffs within 20 minutes of the original post going up. The burglary had occurred on February 12th. For WXPR News, I'm John Burton reporting.